Hi guys, I'm Elena Joe, and this is episode number 33 of Big Picture Relationships, Tell Them Why. I think this is so important, and I think we miss the mark all the time when we just start doing things or start telling people or asking things of people, beginning with why that's important, beginning with the vision behind this big picture, clearly I like the big picture, behind why we do things is so foundationally important. So join me today for a few stories and examples so that you can get thinking about where you can think a little more deeply about the why. Thanks for being here. This is Big Picture Relationships with Elena Joe, a therapist sharing insights, ideas, and real-life pep talks that encourage you to expand your perspective, maybe shift some behaviors, and make the most of real-life relationships so you can live a happy life right now. When I was 12 years old, the orthodontist told me that it was time to start wearing rubber bands with my braces. Now, picture the awkwardness of middle school with these kind of gross colored, you know, soak up the color of the food you eat, rubber bands. I was supposed to wear them from my eye teeth, those vampire teeth in the front, to the back of my jaw. And I have to admit, I avoided it. I conveniently forgot them at home, and for a long time, I did not wear them. They were such a nuisance. They were ugly and gross. And then when it came time to go to the orthodontist again, I would cheat and double up and I'd put them on for a couple days and I'd sleep in double rubber bands at night thinking that somehow that would make a difference or he wouldn't notice. So finally, after a few times of this, so months and months, he said, you haven't been wearing these rubber bands, have you? And I was like, uh, sometimes I do. And he said, we have missed out on six months of the biggest growing stage that you're going to be in. We need those rubber bands to pull your jaw forward. It will change the look of your face. And this is the most critical age to be able to do it. You have to wear them every day so that as you're growing, this change will happen. Now, of course, I felt guilty then. But as an adult now, I look back on that and I think, Why in the world didn't he tell me that in the first place? Why didn't he give me a reason why I needed to wear those rubber bands? Because I was a pretty goody-goody kid, and if I understood that, I would have cared, and I would have done it. We severely underestimate the power of explaining to people why something is important, or why we'd like it done in a different way, or the bigger vision behind something. There is so much power in understanding this big picture and feeling a little bit more personally invested, a little more personally connected to the things that we're expected to do or the things that we expect other people to do. When my daughter turned 12 years old a little while ago, she was so excited for this rite of passage to become a young woman in our church. And she had some youth leaders come over and they brought a few other girls and they were so well-meaning and she was excited. My daughter got all dressed up, you know, put on her new 12-year-old lip gloss and this rite of passage was something she'd really been looking forward to. Well, the leaders and the girls sat down on our couch on a quiet afternoon and launched into a list of things that she needed to do to be part of this young women's group. They'd be like, you know, here's the standards booklets. These explain like all the rules we need to do and explain how to dress for activities. And here's the book of goals. I know it looks a little bit overwhelming, but if you get started, you can catch up. Like there's, you know, this is going to change next year, but you could be in a big hurry, like catch up to us. And they gave her details of the meetings and the timelines and the dress codes and then said, hey, we're so glad to have you. And they made their exit. And I stood there in the entryway with my daughter and she looked at me with these shining eyes and a quivering lower lip and she said quietly, 
It's a lot. And oh, I said, oh, babe, and I gave her a hug. And my heart was breaking a little bit for her at her overwhelm. And all of a sudden, what, you know, from her childhood innocence, kind of this list of expectations and things to do being dropped in her lap by well-meaning people. Nevertheless, it sounded like a lot. So I tried another approach. I said, would you like to have your own spirituality? And would you like to develop your own relationship with God? She quietly nodded through her tears and quivering lip. And I said, you are at such an exciting age. You're starting on this path to young adulthood and all these goals that they showed you. Everything in that booklet are just ideas for steps that you can take on a path that will help you grow and develop your own sense of spirituality instead of just relying on mine or on other people's. So I listed some of the goals we flipped through the booklet and I related them to how they would actually apply to her bigger spirituality, the bigger why that she might want to do these things. And she calmed down and she brightened up, again, being excited to become a young woman in our church. Now, I clearly, talking about this, am a total geek about digging deeper and finding the why of things. I like to think about how that meeting might have gone had somebody sat down and started with why and started with the connection and started with this bigger vision of this journey she's on and how they're all in this together and starting with the why in anything we do and everything that we explain makes such a difference. I probably annoy people in my work leadership meetings because you can bet that in most discussions about what we need to change or how we can roll something out, I'm the one raising my hand and always chiming in about the importance of helping our employees discover the vision. Because anything we ask of people from the way they dress, like our dress code, to the customer service, to timeliness, to communication, there is a reason for it. There's method to the madness, if you will. And when you explain that reason, when you help people understand why, and you help them see why it's important, they're so much more likely to do it. And with a lot more authenticity, like do it genuinely and without you having to micromanage it or oversee it. Sort of like me with the orthodontist as a 12-year-old, if he had only explained why, I would have been all over wearing those bands. I wouldn't have skipped a day because I cared about my success. I cared about what was happening to these teeth, but I also didn't understand it at all. He, if he'd given me this vision, this why, he would not have needed to micromanage me. He wouldn't have had to call to remind me or create sticker charts or checklists or ask my mom to check up on me. I would have done it because I understood why. At all ages and in all places, explain to people why. Even if you think they should already know or even if you think they already do know, it doesn't hurt to give people a little more vision because not everybody gets it the same way you do. And not all people intuit things the same way you do or put pieces together and understand this bigger thing. So let me give you just randomly here some more examples of how sharing why could make a difference. So my kids being the elementary school age that they are bicker. They say mean things to each other. They repeat things that they hear on the playground or in TV shows. And I'm always, you know, stop that. Be nice. Be nice. I'm sure you who are parents get this. 
But when I pull them aside and I explain why I care so much, I'll say, you know, at school, kids are mean enough and I can do nothing about that. And school is a rough place and the lunchroom and playground is sometimes a rough place. But I want our home and our family to be a safe place. I want this to be a place that you guys can come home from school and feel like you belong and you can feel confident and happy and loved here. So can you help me create a home that's very different from school so we can all feel safe and feel loved? Now, when they get it, when they understand why, I think they're a little bit nicer to each other. They're still kids. They still bicker. But it's not quite as mean and it's not quite as frequent when they understand why. Another example, I ask the employees that I work with. So remember, I run a program for teenage boys and I oversee a bunch of staff, many of them in their 20s that are kind of helping shepherd these teenage boys toward adulthood. And I ask them all the time to take photos of our boys because they're always out doing awesome activities and I feel like pick or it didn't happen because most parents live far away so I'm always asking them like a broken record reminding them constantly hey please take pictures hey please send pictures to so-and-so's mom and dad but when I take the time and I actually share with my staff like in a meaningful way how I as a parent feel heartbroken sometimes about these teenage boys that are growing up away from their parents. And when I explain how much one little picture or one little silly story means to these parents, it gives them the smallest understanding of why something so silly as pictures can be meaningful. Now, here's a funny, more specific story that just happened. One of my guy staff, really intelligent guy in his 20s, I'm always asking him this. And finally, I said, hey, if this were your dogs and you had to board them in a kennel while you went on a trip for a really long time, what would you want to know? Like, how often would you want to hear? And it was like the light bulb went on over his head. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I could never leave my puppies. And he totally got it at a whole new level, all the details and how meaningful such a little thing could be. Finally, because he understood why. Another story, I was thinking about where else I, knowing why I could have benefited my life. I really disliked math as a kid. I still pretty much do, let's be honest. And I remember dreading those times and those multiplication table tests. I don't know if you call them the mad minute or different names. But as a result, because I really dreaded them, I even now as an adult have to think really hard about some of the multiplication facts when I should have memorized them during some formative years. So if you ask me what 6 times 9 or 8 times 4 is, and I have to do some quick calculating in my head to answer, that is why. And I don't know why nobody told me, I really feel like nobody told me at that age, just how foundational these multiplication facts would be. Because as an eight-year-old, I didn't get why I had to do these mad minute things. I didn't know why this math test that I hated, they kept making me take over and over. So I just kind of skirted by and I waited for that section of math to be over. Not knowing that the rest of math for the rest of my life would build on those annoying mad minute tests. So you'd better believe that I am continually telling my kids why multiplication is important for them. And I point it out whenever I use it. If we're sitting at the dinner table calculating something, I will do my multiplication out loud and point out, hey, do you see? I wish I had that memorized. Or I don't remember what six times nine is. So somebody tell me. Actually, that one's 72, I think. I remember. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, there you go. See? Making my point. So anyway, I just hope that for my kids, knowing why will make swallowing those mad minute tests for them a little bit easier. So I could go on and on forever, but this is just a simple idea. So I'm going to leave it simply here and not keep going. 
look a little bit deeper for why, the why behind something, why you want something done, why you yourself are doing it, why somebody else should do it. Dig a little deeper and reach a little higher for a big picture vision that makes sense to others and then share it. Share that vision. Tell them why this is important. Tell them if you think they already know. Give them meaningful visionary examples so that it really sits authentically connected to them about why they should want to do this. You will be so much more effective in what you hope to accomplish and the ways that you can teach others. So many of you hopefully have seen the great Simon Sinek video about start with why. And he says it best that when you start with why, all the rest falls into place. That is as true in teeny little conversations as it is in gigantic marketing campaigns. I will link that TED, it's not even a TED talk, but that YouTube talk because it is so great. Start with why and remember that that's important. Thanks so much, guys. And hey, if you've been listening for a while or if you're new here, and especially if you're in Apple Podcasts, I would love for you to take a quick second and give it a rating. Go give me a rating in Apple Podcasts or wherever you can give a rating. It is really helpful to spreading these awesome messages. Thanks, you guys. I'll talk to you next time. Visit www.elenajo.co for show notes and random photos, along with any handouts mentioned in this episode. Find elenajo.co on Instagram for daily big picture reminders and join the big picture email list for an occasional pick-me-up in your inbox from Elena Joe. Thanks for joining us.